You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. Welcome to this edition of the Faith Roots Podcast. We're talking about the law of continuance. Yesterday, we got into a whole new arena with this. We talked about how God began to restore the nation of Israel. And the first thing that he did is he began to restore the agriculture. And that's found in the book of Ezekiel chapter 36. The next thing on God's agenda is to restore the people themselves. And so for that, we go to the book of Ezekiel chapter 37. Here's what he said. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones. And he caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. In other words, these had been decayed for a long, long time. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord, O Lord God, you know. Ezekiel was carried off into captivity. And uh, he was of the generation of Jewish people who was carried out of Judah and would be taken to the land of Babylon. And they would be there for 70 years. And he was a priest in those days. and But he was also a prophet. And so he was able to see a number of things by the Spirit of the Lord. One of the things that he saw was the glory of the of the Lord, the Spirit of God that was in the Holy of Holies in Jerusalem. He saw it lift and depart over the threshold of the temple and leave. That's found in Ezekiel chapter 10 and verse 18. But in spite of all of this, God gave him a vision of the restoration. So while God is judging and he's permitting sentence to come upon the people because of their sins, he has not forgotten what he promised to do for them at the beginning. And so he is telling Ezekiel about what will come to them in the latter days. So here we go to verse 4. And again he said to me, prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter you. You shall live. I will lay sinews upon you and bring up flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you, and you shall live and you shall know that I am the Lord." Now, what God did here is he gave him a, a vision of the step-by-step processes by which the restoration would come. Now, I said something yesterday, and it bears repeating. God is spiritual. God is miraculous, but God is also practical. So we do not see this process happening with the snap of a finger. We don't see magic fairy dust uh, used, and all of a sudden these bones become living human beings. 
they are done through a process. It doesn't happen overnight. It takes some time. And the first thing that he saw was these bones coming together. Let's look at it in verse 7. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking. And the bones came together, bone to his bone. Now, it's interesting to me that the word prophesy appears here. One, two, three, four, five, six. In this passage, seven different times. In the scriptures, seven is a very important number. And it all always represents something that is done in God's fullness. In other words, uh, the number seven is associated with fatness, with health, and, and with fullness. And so for the word prophesy to appear seven times means that the success of this nation depends upon the spoken word of God. It doesn't just happen that someone has to speak. God uses a man to speak and to prophesy. This is important. This is so very important. Years ago, when I came to Tulsa, I, I, I would preach about children's ministry. I, I had opportunities to preach about kids' ministry more than ever before. But the Holy Spirit would move on me at the end of several of those services. And when He would move on me, this is what I would prophesy. God is going to raise up a children's ministry with a powerful message, and it will be on television in every corner of the United States of America. And I prophesied that over and over again. It was something that I had seen. I saw it in my spirit that I was going to have a kid's TV show. That t TV show did come years later, but it came. And our show was seen all over America. And we literally went from Seattle to Miami, from San Diego to New York, Boston, and New England, everywhere in between. We were on all over America with my program called The Gospel Bill Show. But before we did it, I prophesied it. And there's something that happened when I prophesied it. When I said it by the Spirit of God, it was born and became a reality in my spirit. That TV show was real to me before we ever filmed an episode. And i got to tell you, in the early days, the episodes were terrible. And we didn't put those on national television. We practiced. and But we got better and better and better. And we finally found our formula, and we got it right. And once we got it right, then we started blasting those episodes out, and, and God did something else, too. Uh, at, in the beginning, I never imagined that we could own a studio. I, I could never imagine that. But God did give us a television studio, all the equipment, so we could film uh, all week long and make these programs and edit those programs. And so God had me speak that over and again. And he's having Ezekiel speak this because the speaking of it is as important as the doing of it. And that's how God rolls. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise and behold, a shaking. And the bones came together, bone to his bone. Now, I believe that this is a picture of World War II because there was no will for the European nations and the nations of this world, including the United States, no will 
to give the people of Israel a homeland, even though the British had promised it back in uh, 1917, 1918. They had promised to give uh, the Jewish people a home in what was then known as Palestine. But they were losing their will to do it because there were pressures coming from the Arab nations and from Arab groups. And there were people in, uh, like uh, Lawrence of Arabia, he was not for the Jews coming back. He had tremendous influence in the land of the Arabs in the Middle East. And uh, so uh, uh, he fought to keep this from happening. He did not want to see it come. So there were battles that had to be fought. There were spiritual struggles that took place, but God had spoken it. So it's going to happen no matter who fights it. And so what we see here is that it took the suffering of the Holocaust in World War II to shame nations into saying we have to give the Jews a place to live. And even then, very few nations wanted to support it. But thank God for the United States under Harry Truman, who recognized Israel's right to exist, and they immediately, the United States did, recognized Israel in May of 1948 when it was created. But, but there were some in our government that did not want it to happen, and there were other governments around the world who did not follow suit. So what we see is, is this first thing that happens, the bones come together. We got the skeletal structure, and that's all you had in those days. Israel was basically a skeleton. And literally, if you could go back and see pictures, a lot of the people who came into the land were Holocaust survivors, and you could see the hollowness of their eyes, and they were skin stretched on bones, and I mean, you could still see, feel, and, 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 and it was deep. This, this suffering of the Holocaust. Almost no family in Israel was untouched by the Holocaust. They had all suffered greatly. And so it was because of that that there was an, an intense will. And we had the blessing of God. God said it's going to happen. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them. Next were the ligaments, the tendons. That's what connects the bones. It held them together. They're first held together only by the Spirit of God. But now God starts laying the ligaments and the tendons on them. And then uh, the, 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 uh, the flesh, which we, we call muscle. The muscle came on them. And you know what this is? Israel developed a little bit of muscle. They developed an army. They developed a determination. We will not give this land up. We're going to fight. So now they are going to fight to preserve their homeland. This is happening in 1948. And against all odds, they're hit from all of their neighbors. This is an interesting little fact, I'll tell you. Iraq was part of it. Syria was part of it. Uh, the royal Hashemot kingdom of Jordan was a part of it. Uh, Arabia Saudi, the proper name of Saudi Arabia, was a part of it. Egypt was part of it. Lebanon was a part of it. If you take all of these with the first letter of the name and lay them out, it's I-S-R-A-E-L. Nice little fact in English, but there it is. Uh, all of their enemies tried to stop them, but God wouldn't let that happen. And so then the skin finally covered them above, but there's no breath. So the last thing, and, and, and listen, a lot of Christian people say, I have no use for the people of Israel. They don't know Jesus. They've rejected the Messiah. Uh, they're, they're nothing to us. Listen to me. The last thing that happens in the restoration process 
is the breath that enters into them. And God has prophesied that he is going to restore them to himself. And he will see it through. And it doesn't matter who stands against it. God says he is going to complete this because it is in keeping with the law of continuance. What God begins with a miracle, he sustains with a miracle, and he ends and finishes with a miracle. So finally we see the end where the breath comes in them. All right, and then look at verse 9. Then he said unto me, prophesy to the wind, prophesy, son of man, say to the wind, thus saith the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me. And the breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceeding great army. Then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried, our hope is lost, we are cut off for our parts. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves. I will cause you to come up out of your graves. I will bring you into the land of Israel, and you shall know that I am the Lord when I've opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of your graves, and shall put my spirit in you, and you shall live, and I shall place you in your own land. Then shall you know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, says the Lord. Listen to me, and I say this to those of you who are Christian. For you to boast against this nation and these people who came before us, who gave us the scriptures, they gave us the prophets, they gave us the Messiah. For you to write them off and to say, God is completely finished with them. You make a grave, grave mistake. The law of continuance, the very heart and character of God will not allow him to write them off. That's all the time I have for today. We'll pick up here tomorrow. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.